What's up? What's up? What's up? Niggas and niggats and white people and yellow people and orange people and all people around the world. I am your favorite funny girl, comedian Judge Miles, and you already know that when the judge is in, the verdict is out. That's right, goddammit. Your girl has her very own podcast. And today we're talking about, is it okay for men to have standards? Can they have boundaries without being bullied or made to seem as if they're downgrading or degrading a woman? We're talking about what are friends? Do people really have friends? We're talking about celebrity gossip. How low is too low? We have a show for you today, folks. Yes, we do. You guys know that we are sponsored by none other than Girls Gone Fit. You know, each and every Monday, we are at the BAM Studio 19954 Living Oasis. Come on out to see us. October 2nd, in particular, is going to be the CT Alumni Shades of Green fitness explosion you do not have to be a cast technician to come on out however we love for our cast technicians to be there wear a shade of green it's 15 dollars. 20 percent of the proceeds will be going to uh scholarship opportunities for cast technicians okay so come on out if you guys want to follow me i am located on all social media platforms under Judge Miles, Judge Miles, Judge Miles, comedian Judge Miles. Subscribe to my YouTube, please, and thank you. And also, if you like my content, give me some money. Go on over there to Cash App, honey, and do what you need to do. Before we get into anything, you know we have to do a PSA. Here we go. The Verdict Podcast is for mature adults only. If you get your panties in a bunch, if you are easily sensitive, if you do not know how to agree to disagree, then this podcast is not for you. We will use a lot of profanity as my comedy is real, raw, and raunchy. Nothing that we do is in um, a, a way to harm or to hurt anyone. Everything is alleged. We will not be bullied, but we do not condone any acts of violence, nor do we condone homophobia. But we will speak our truth. All right? All rise for the honorable judge, comedian Judge Miles. Clap it up for your girl because I don't know if y'all know this or not, but all of this is done by a black girl. Engineered content, graphic design. And that, my dear, deserves nothing but an applause, okay? We're going to go into our first segment of the day which is dumb shit and i need you my jurors to call on in i need my jurors to call on in the number is 313-753-2696 pin it somewhere 313-753-2696 please make sure that you pin this number somewhere so that we can discuss what your verdict is i'm looking forward to hearing your verdict we got some things to talk about We're going right into dumb shit. Dumb shit, we all been a part of it. We know people who participate in dumb shit, and today is no different than any other other day. Let's talk about it. 
What the hell is this? See, a lot of you men have went too fucking far, okay? A lot of y'all have went too fucking far. Hey, man, listen, if it don't grow, let it go, okay? If it don't grow, let it go. Y'all are trying to keep this hair uh, or what have you or whatnot, and this is dumb shit. If you're going to be walking around looking like you've stuck your whole head in a can of paint, we the people, we don't want to deal with this. We don't want to deal with this. You can't even hug a nigga no more without them getting Beijing on your shirt. We can't even fuck niggas no more on our bed sheets without the fucking bed having all type of Beijing on it. This is unacceptable, men. Men need to learn how to be men, honey. If it don't grow, let it go. You can't be getting out that spray paint can like that and doing yourself like that. Who raised you, niggas? raised you niggas and most importantly why ain't nobody tell you motherfuckers that this is unacceptable uncouth and unnecessary sir you gotta let it go this just like the men who don't be having no hair in the middle right but they be having hair on the side and they keep that shit for decades and years and ain't nobody told y'all that that's unacceptable well i'm here to let you know this shit is unacceptable we don't want to deal with this no more okay sexy ball heads is in my man had so motherfucking sexy. I love licking on his head, okay? I encouraged him to cut off his hair. And his hair wasn't looking like this at all. But that's a sexy boy head. That, you know, you sexy. If you got a nice head and your mama shaped your hair right and you ain't got no oblong head, you know what I'm saying? If you got a nice head and it's been shaped proportionately, then go ahead and cut that shit off, sir. Whatever you do, don't come up looking like this. He look like some type of cartoon on a motherfucking game, video game. This is dumb shit at its finest. Order in the court. This is dumb shit, and we are sentencing your ass to 100 days away from Beijing. We don't give a shit. Do not touch the Beijing. Back away from the Beijing. If you guys think this dumb shit, well, just look at this right here. Enough. I've had enough. Everybody's talking about unbig they back, unbig they back. Lord knows I want my back unbig. I'm the first, per- it's me, Lord. I'm the first person that needs her back unbig. But let me tell you something. What I'm not about to do is eat no bacon-covered Oreos. Order in the court. Order in the goddamn court. What is going on here? And you wonder why America's so goddamn fat because of dumb shit like this. Why do we need bacon-covered Oreos? Oreos. America taking shit too far. I need y'all to call in. 313-753-2696. Would you try this? How greedy are you? Huh? Are you looking to unbig your back, but you still want to eat bacon-covered Oreos? Are you looking to unbig your back, but every day you trying a new snack, a new hostess snack? I need answers, people. Call on in 313 713- 753-2696. And let me know, what is your verdict? Is this dumb shit or is this something that actually looks enticing to you? Are you enticed by this? First of all, shame on you ordering the court. The bacon is killing us. The bacon is killing African-Americans slowly. Back away from the swine, back away from the pork, back away from the pork chops, the pig feet. Please back away from the chillings. Listen, holidays coming up. And a lot of you motherfuckers is anticipating on eating pig intestines. Pig intestines where pigs eat anything and they shit so much. And so they have so much shit coming through them intestines. That's what you done wrap this motherfucking Oreo in. 
some pig meat. Ooh, just disgusting. I'm talking about gross. And most importantly, it's some dumb shit. We're moving right on, y'all. Situationships. This is the next segment of the verdict. Situationships. Now, you know, we have all type of situationships. We may have situationships that include friends or include family, so on and so forth. Okay. It doesn't just have to be a man. Uh, and I want to know what's your thoughts? What are your thoughts on this? Pet peeves on a plane. I can't stand. Being on a plane for hours with motherfuckers who is uncouth. Who is uncouth? Well, what do I mean by that? I'm about to show you. If you bring your motherfucking dog on that plane and think you about to sit next to me, order in a court. Order in the goddamn court. I'm not sitting next to no dogs, okay? I will show my ass on a plane. Just because you fuck with dogs don't mean everybody fuck with dogs. And I'm definitely... Not about to fuck around with no farting dog. Do y'all read what this say? Farting dog on Singapore Airlines flight gets passenger $1,400 refund. Oh, yes, ma'am. Oh, yes, ma'am. Oh, yes, ma'am. I need to speak to everybody. I need to speak to everybody that's there, okay? I need to speak to every single person, sweetie, okay? Because if you thought it was a good idea to sit me next to a dog, let alone a dog that be farting, he didn't fart it the whole 13 hours. They say it was 13 hours. The dog just kept farting. Excuse me. In the words of my friend Carlita, excuse me. No, it's a no for me, dog. It's a no for me, dog. Literally. I need to speak. I'll be just like, this. excuse me. <laughs> excuse me. Hey, you right there. <laughs> Air steward lady. Can you please come here, please? Why, thank you. Uh, yeah, you might want to pull this bitch over because I'm not about to keep sitting here with this dog farting. Okay, all right. So if y'all got to call the police, y'all got to do whatever y'all got to do. I'm not about to do it. This is a pet peeve. Another pet peeve of mine is when y'all had them kids on them planes crying all day long. It's unacceptable. We did not pay our our money to get these high ass tickets to listen to your bad ass baby or your crybaby ass baby or whatever the case may be. It's a pet peeve. I need y'all to call in. This can't be only me who feel like this. 313-753-2696. We're talking about situationships. This situationship is a pet peeve of mine. And then they had a nerd to be talking about, oh, this is my support animal. I don't give a fuck, okay? All right? That is none of my business and none of my concern. What I do know is I'm not sitting by it. And all dog lovers say the same shit. Oh, he's so nice. He's so loving. We the people who do not fuck with animals, we don't want to hear that shit. That's your dog, sir. That's your dog, ma'am. That's not my dog. And I don't want to have anything to do with it. And that's the verdict. I'm so happy they got that $1,400 refund. They need to get everything that's coming to them and more because this is unacceptable. Airlines need to make a certain area where dogs and their owners can sit. They should not be sitting amongst the commoners who do not want to be bothered. That is not what I intended to do. I want to have a peaceful ride when I'm on an airplane. I do not. I'm already worried because I'm in the sky. I don't want to have to be smelling your dog, listening to your dog, dealing with your dog, rubbing up against me. I don't like that. I was not raised in a household with animals. I, I was raised with a black parent, majority of black parents. They don't do dogs, sweetie. And that's the verdict. <laughs> We're moving right along to situationship 
number two. Now, this one is a bit heart-wrenching. Um, it, it really hurt my heart to see what I'm about to show you guys. It really did hurt my heart. So are you going to help or record? So many times we have people in society who have been witnesses to individuals being violated, hurted, disrespected, whatever the case may be, killed. And instead of them stepping in to help, instead of them calling for help, what do they do? They pick up their phone and they start recording. People have recorded people literally losing their lives. Okay? And it's sad. So our question today in this situation is, are you going to help or record? What would you do if you see a child getting beat up by an adult? Y'all don't know what I'm talking about? Well, watch this. That is an innocent walk home from school and then suddenly, without explanation, it turned violent. I have to warn you, we are going to show, show you that video and it's very tough to watch. But the family hopes that you will see it and perhaps you'll be able to help them locate the woman who they say attacked their young daughter. It's a trauma so fresh, 13-year-old Cassidy Jones has no words, but her tears say it all. According to Cassidy and her mom, Cassidy was with a couple of classmates when she stopped off at a McDonald's in Harbor City on her walk home from school September 6th. But before she could get home safely, an unidentified woman cornered her in the fast food restaurant and began attacking her. Cassidy says the attack was unprovoked. She says the woman hurled these words at her. What the F are y'all looking at? I fight kids, I fight you, this, this, and that. And, you know, I'm like, I'm shocked because, like, I didn't do anything. I don't know you. You're coming at me very aggressive for no reason. Fox 11 exclusively obtained several videos that seemed to corroborate Cassidy's version of what happened. The woman, who was much larger than the girl, appears to lunge at Cassidy and drag her to the floor while punching her and pulling her by the hair. Cassidy fights back with her hands and her legs. A crowd watches, yells, but does not help the girl. Cassidy says eventually, a man who was with the female who punched her pulled the woman away. The woman got her meal and left. I couldn't, yeah, I was focused on protecting myself because I knew the moment I put my hands down was the moment I was probably going to get beat to death. So when she caught me, she was screaming and hollering, and I'm standing there, I'm like, oh my God, I, I don't know what to do. Cassidy's mom called the police and rushed her daughter to the hospital. You can see in these pictures taken right after the attack, her face was bruised and very swollen. One week later, the bruising is lessened. But Cassidy's heart is hurting that a complete stranger could do this to her, and her mom feels the same. I just couldn't believe that another human being would do this. You know, you, I mean, you just do not beat on, I mean, this is a 13-year-old. We watched the video together where no one rushed in to help a defenseless 13-year-old girl. Personally, she really needs to go to jail. 
so far no official comment from McDonald's or from the LAPD. I can confirm for you, though, that the LAPD is investigating. There is also a partial plate, which could be helpful in locating this woman. But one of the things that really hurt me the most in talking to this young girl, she was very, very upset that her classmates who were present did not jump in to help her. And she says that that video has been seen by countless people at the school, her classmates, who she feels are passing it around almost as sport. It adds to the pain all the way around. All right, you guys, you saw it for yourself. I am going to run it back. And when I run this thing back for you, I just want you to see um, what it looks like. That is an uh, innocent walk home from school and then suddenly, without explanation, it turned the sound. And I am going to go specifically to the part where all you see is people with their phones out. Right here. I want you to see this. People have their phones out. They are watching an adult woman brutally attack a 13-year-old girl. The girl does not know this woman. Mental illness is running rapid. And this seems to be the case in this situation. Now, we had a lot of naysayers saying, oh, no, this doesn't sound right. That little girl may have been saying something to her, whatever the case may be. Whatever the case is, as an adult, we are the older ones and supposed to be the more mature ones and should make better decisions. This is unacceptable. What was most heartbreaking is that she came there with some friends. See, y'all got to watch who the fuck y'all be calling y'all friends. And this is what I try to teach my stepchildren. This is what I try to teach any child that's in my vicinity and in my care. Because when I was younger, I wanted friends so bad, right? I wanted friends so bad that no matter what they did to me, I just wanted to be around them because I was always by myself. And a lot of times my good heart allowed me to get into fucked up situations where people who did not care about me, took advantage of me, wanted to harm me, right? And so I teach children, if your friends have not showed you that they are friend worthy, they do not have your back, they do not give you sound advice, they are not there for you, they don't tell your business, then why are you hanging around these people? She was so upset that these very people who she called her friends, first of all, did not help her. Second of all, they recorded the incident and then shared it. This is embarrassing. This is hurtful. I could not imagine what this little girl was feeling as she was literally fighting for her life. Okay, we got a caller, you guys. We got a caller. Hold on one second. I'm about to plug you in. Hello? Hello? Hi, caller. How are you today? Hi, Jur. Hey, what's up? I want to talk about this uh, this issue with uh, this woman getting beat up by a daughter. You know, it used to be a time where uh, mothers and kids was off limit. Right. Especially in our community, mothers and kids was off limit, but they no longer off limit, man. And it goes to show you that, man, a lot of these people got demons on them, man. They liable to do anything. Absolutely. Uh, <clears throat> she was saying the most heart-wrenching thing about it was her friends didn't step in to do something. But I think it a step further. I I'm mad that the mama didn't do nothing. Man, when we was kids, man, daddy and mama was going to go with some ass. You Absolutely. Put your on your, uh, your son or your daughter. Absolutely. 
we're going to go to the police after I get done taking care of what I done did. You right about that? So that's, I'm like, man, come on, mama. You know, the mama said she didn't know what to do. That's the problem. That's the problem for a lot of these parents. They don't know what to do when they come to their kids. They ain't raising their kids right. They let their kids, anything happen to their kids. Mm, Leave the kids unprotected. Then you want to go to a white police force and expect them to come to your rescue when they trying to kill your kids themselves. So let me ask you something, Jer. What would you have done in this situation if you witnessed your daughter getting brutally attacked by a grown woman? Well, how would you have handled this? I'm going to handle it like they handle it. I'm going to go put my hands on the, 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 the mother or the father, whoever it is. And then after that, we'll let the Lord start it out. Mm, and that's your verdict. That's my verdict. And that's just that on that. We thank you so much for calling in and giving us some wisdom, juror. Listen, I have to be in agreement with our juror. First, first of all, let me tell you something. When I was a kid, all I had was my mom. I didn't have sisters. I didn't have brothers. I grew up in the hood. Anytime a motherfucker thought they was going to jump me and play games with me because they thought I didn't have nobody, I called my mama. And every time my mama came running. Every time, if my mama got to fight kids, if my mama got to fight mothers, if my mama got to find men to go fight fathers, my mama was not going to allow somebody to violate her only daughter. That's how much she cared about me, period. And people in the hood, they knew it. Oh, you always calling your mama. You damn right. Just like you got a whole bunch of cousins and sisters and aunties and uncles, I have a mother who cares about me, and she's not going to allow this. And so the juror was right. I'm shocked that the mother was not outraged and handled her business herself. She's sitting there looking clueless as fuck, talking about she don't know what to do, and your daughter is brutally beat up by another woman. It ain't like it was a man. That's a woman. What, 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 what's going on? And then, like he said, we look towards the police officers, these white men and women who have clearly shown over and over and over again, they don't give a fuck about you. If that was a little white girl getting beat up, this would be a whole different type of situation. But it wasn't. It was a black girl. And in this society, black women, black people, we don't mean shit to America. So this is why it was okay to watch her get beat up, even though she's a child. And nobody stepped in. Nobody stepped in. And to the end, the man who came with the grown woman stepped in. He allowed all of this to happen up until there. Listen, people be having demons on them. But I know this for sure. The people that I love, I'm willing to die behind mine. And I'm going to tell y'all right now, ain't no way on God's green earth somebody going to jump on Liam or my stepkids. And you think that you ain't going to have to see Big Popo. It's a no-go for me. Order in the court. Y'all need y'all ass whooped for around here bullying these kids, doing these kids like that, and not acting like true adults. True adults got sense. We don't act like this in public. This is this is preposterous. I'm sentencing this lady 200 years in prison. You gonna have time to think about this. You're never going to think it's okay to beat up on another little black girl again. That's my verdict. Call on in. 313-753-2696. We're moving on to celebrity gossip. Celebrity gossip. Listen, this is a new segment of The Verdict, and I absolutely love it. I love it because a lot of celebrities are some clown-ass people. Y'all getting all this money. Y'all claim to be booked and busy, but y'all always in some bullshit. 
I don't understand that. I can't wait to God bless me to be a true celebrity, bringing in the money that y'all. I'm going to show y'all how to be a real celebrity. I'm going to show you how to deal with people in society when you really get money because these people be tripping. What we're about to talk about right now is colorism, okay? I'm going to give you guys the rundown of the situation. I'm going to give you the rundown of the situation. We're going to watch a clip, and then we're going to deliberate the verdict. Here's the situation. I don't know how many of you guys watch uh, Love and Hip Hop, but I am a Love and Hip Hop person, okay? Love and Hip Hop person, specifically Love and Hip Hop Atlanta. And a few weeks ago, Erica Mena, who was married to Safari, another clown-ass man, um, who has children by Safari, which is a black man, Nicki Minaj's ex-boyfriend, who she was with for over 15 years. He married Erica Mena. They had two beautiful black children. Erica Mena, Mena is of Hispanic descent, okay? She looks black, but she is of Hispanic descent. She's what we would call maybe an Afro-Latina or whatever the case may be. But she's not African-American, what some people would say. And she got into an argument with uh, international dance hall artist, which her name is Spice. Spice is a black woman from Jamaica, and she is very black. Not only is she an African-American, but she, her skin color is darker than the rest. She's what you would, be, what would, you would refer to as a dark-skinned woman. Okay, this is what happened. They sat down. They were discussing. Erica was discussing how she was upset with her boyfriend, her husband at the time, because he was picking this girl's side. And she was trying to explain to her how she felt. And the lady, which name is Spice, was saying, Erica, you feel like you're the only woman in the world who going through this, who going through a divorce. You're not, right? And she was like, she was like, I've been going, I've been a single parent and dealing with the same stuff you've been dealing with for over 14 years. You're not the only person going through it. Erica replied, well, I've been dealing with it for 17 years because she has an additional son that's not by Safari. When she said that, Miss Spice said to her, yeah, with the son who doesn't like you. Your son doesn't like you. So Erica is like, why are you bringing up my son and my parenting? You don't know anything about my son or my parenting, right? And Spice goes on to say how she does not She's, you know, her son doesn't like her. And Erica was very upset because rightfully so, you talking about my child, you talking about my child who I do not put on screen. This is a very sensitive, sensitive topic. No parent wants to be told that they're not a good parent or they're not doing a good job. No parent wants to have to defend their, their ability to be a parent, right? And for her to say this, it was hurtful to her. So she picked up the table, pushed it on spice, right? Then they started getting into it. She was like, that's what you, that's what you get. Your son doesn't like you, da-da-da. She kept saying that. And so Erica was like, you monkey, you monkey, right? She called her a monkey. Now, Spice is a dark-skinned woman, okay? She called her a monkey. She even started to say things like, ooh, 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 you monkey, blase splee. Now, there was a big uproar because people on social media as well as on Love and Hip Hop was like, oh, my God, she just called a black woman a monkey. Ain't nobody going to say nothing. Ain't nobody going to say nothing. Ain't nobody going to say nothing. I'm going to let y'all hear about it, and then I'm going to tell y'all my verdict. I'm going to let y'all see this, and y'all going to tell me what y'all think, and I'm going to tell y'all what I think. Here we go. 
The episode with Erica Mena using the racial slurs has aired. You've watched it. Tell me, what are you thinking? What are you feeling in this moment? You know, seeing it live, seeing the scene, hearing the sounds, it was like you felt it. Watching that, um, it was really upsetting to me. To me, it turned from like a one-on-one to like a one-on the culture. (laughs) My first go-to in anger or in outrage is not a racial slur. Okay, Spice. The world has seen the episode. That's fine. What would you That's like the person to say who she called um, a monkey. I don't want to get emotional. Why did I have to do this? Um, I don't know. Whew. It's a lot. I don't want to. It's not just about me. Erica came for an entire race. This racial slur is over a hundred years older than me. It's deeply rooted into black history of how they used to dehumanize us, how they used to sell us and consider us animals. It's okay to say, oh, Spice was wrong for saying whatever I said, but it's a whole different thing when someone's response is to be a racist or someone's response is to come for black women and dehumanize them. You know, I seen the comment, Spice went low and Erica went to hell. I think that was the best way to describe it. Just because you go low, that doesn't mean you should go to hell. They kind of make you feel like disgusted. So you got to make amends. You need to do some history. You need to understand what you're saying because it's bad. I don't feel that there's a difference between using a racial story and being racist. It's the same thing. I listened to my great-grandparents tell me stories about how they picked cotton and they were called monkeys. Monkey, get your monkey ass. It was very offensive. It wasn't right. So after the Bahamas, I personally wanted to speak to Erica to, in my mind, educate her on the history behind calling a person of African descent a monkey. The first time I saw Erica was at Bambi's divorce party. I wanted to talk to you. If Erica would have given a real, sincere, remorseful apology, I would have went to bat to fight for her because I think there could have been a teaching moment for Erica. Calling a black person a monkey? Listen, I was offended. You were offended. And, you, and let me tell you, because you chose to be offended. No, no, no. Andy. I was offended you because you know me. No one's going to violate me using my not child. About There's no boundaries Listen, at that point. Erica was not very receptive to what I had to say. You pulled up a monkey said to you me. You insulted the every person no, of African descent. I just wanted that moment of, like, I am sorry. Was it wrong? Yes. But at the same time, how dare she? The bitch crossed the line. She violated me by coming for my son, and I will do it all over the again if she does it again. Period. So you're saying you would do? Oh, you would say the same thing all over again? I didn't. I didn't say I would say the same thing. Oh. If I have to violate this bitch for talking about my kid, I will. Okay. Okay. Erica was on defense. She was just like, I said what I said, and that's it. This is another sister that just wasn't educated. She doesn't know. I'm Puerto Rican and Dominican. I have black in my family. I have black children. I married a black man. My sister's the same color as you. We came out the same. That's not a racist bone in my 
body. I'm just as black as probably all of you. I was super disturbed. Erica, being a mother of two black children, will quickly learn how this world treats people of color with a darker skin. Colorism is a real thing, and I never want to be a person that furthers that divide. I would more so prefer to bring us all together. Love and Hip Hop Atlanta star Erica Mena won't appear Erica in the Mena next season. will not appear in the next season of Love and Hip Hop Atlanta after hurling a racial slur at her castmates. Network announced today that Erica Mena will not appear in future seasons of their show Hush. When you step across that line you have to deal with that you're saying racist words and the way the world is today they cancel you it's only fair and it would happen to anybody she shouldn't have been making no damn monkey sounds to no black person bottom line i know my ancestry really well so that's why i'm hurt we're not going to accept it and it's just wrong we need to start having these conversations so that the lines aren't blurred and people aren't confused the episode with erica mena using the racial slurs has all right, y'all, let's talk about it. I need y'all to call in. 313-753-2696. I need you guys to call in because, boy, do I have a verdict on this. Now, let's just back this up. <clears throat> we all know the history of how we have been looked at by our white counterparts, how they've treated us, the slavery history. We know that we have been made fun of. We have been called monkeys. We have not been seen as uh as people, we got a caller. Before I even get into it, I'm gonna let uh this juror get into it. Here we go. Hi, juror. How are you? Do you have anything to say about this? Please turn yes. it down in the back. Please turn it down in the back. Okay. Yes, I have a lot to say about this. All this right, let's do it. Okay, first of all, spice starting. The episode with Erica Mena using the racial slurs has aired. You've watched it. Tell me, yes. what are you thinking? Yes. What are you feeling in this moment? Yes. Don't talk about somebody's child. Yes. There we go. Because you for trouble. Mm -hmm. So I don't think Erica said that out of being racist. Yes. She I agree. She black kids. She loved black people. She just knew that was, see, Spice came with a little revolver, and she came with AK automatic. She let her That's have it. Yeah, and, and yeah. it really was heartbreaking for, for Spice because she is black as hell, and yes. she could, she can yes. be reminded of a monkey not trying to be funny. That don't right. mean and that she, she racist. A bit too. Yeah. That's, and it really hurt her. Yeah. But when you in a war, you do stuff. Why did Spice break up her son? Exactly. Her she son had didn't have nothing to do with their argument. You, Jura, Spice I agree with that. you 2,000%. Right, and um, but you got to think of this world. You know, it is a history behind calling somebody monkey. Yes, it is. But she probably wasn't thinking about that because yeah. when she brought up her son, she's tired of people bringing up, up her son. son. Absolutely, and, and attacking and, her parenting. She's tired of that. Yes, and nobody, and, and have you noticed that nobody has held Spice accountable? She, that, she didn't have to speak about her son at Spice all. She was already hurting. See, see, she ain't no Erica it's scandalous like that. Yeah, so she ain't know. came out to somebody that's scandalous. She shouldn't have did that. But the um, Love & Hip Hop producers, they full of shit, too, because why did they show that? So they showed it to get all these ratings, and now they're acting like she did something really bad. Exactly. I agree I mean, with you. I do agree. You don't call nobody no monkey. But I don't think she called her a monkey because she's racist. Yeah. She just couldn't believe Spice said that shit. Yeah, she couldn't. And, like, and the thing about it is she was already hurting. You could see the distress right. on Erica's so face. At Everybody, that time, yeah. at that time, she really looked like a monkey to her because you saying all this negative stuff. You're not looking pretty. 
So I don't think they should have fired her. I think they should make her, you know, say she's sorry. Apologize. Mm -hmm. Right. But I don't think they should fire her because fight started. Absolutely. And I'm so happy you called in. You're the first person who I've spoken to who has actually had this this uh, perspective. Everyone I have spoken to, they are hell bent on how wrong Erica was. And I understand that her choice of words to call her a monkey, sp- specifically because of the history that we have in America um, and her not being black. I understand where people are going. But at the same time, you hit the nail on the head. When we when people are in arguments, there are no rules to an argument. Right. You cannot it's go low and then somebody go to hey. hell and now, oh, she, oh she's wrong. No. You went low, I went low. We both low. I'm shooting from the hip. I'm hitting the juggler. Period. didn't even came for me. Exactly. And it's spice not trying to be funny because I love my race. Me too. But the people that are most angry are the ones that's the darkest, which I don't understand. I understand that. I mean, I can't really understand because my skin complexion is not that dark. Because it's colorism. They, you know. fat monkey. Mm Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have been mad. I would have went, I don't know. Exactly. So I would have went nuts. And I feel like Spice used this opportunity to right. really try to, to play on colorism when yes. she know what it was. I can see if Erica just said that and Spice had right. not spoke about her son. Then we would have had a problem. You she know what you in. did. She walked in and gave her a, a kiss on the cheek and Spice the one was acting like she started it. Yeah, she was so the one acting crazy. You no, know, it wasn't Erica. Absolutely. Erica just came and got her behind and she's very upset i'm sorry i mean but hey i mean words do hurt but how do she think that erica felt when people continuously bring up her child who she already has exactly i know that absolutely nothing else because that wasn't the first time somebody called her a monkey so i don't know why she went crazy (laughs) i think that she went crazy i think that she went crazy first of all because she First of all, because this was her opportunity to get Erica fired. When you, you know, we're in a cancel, we're in a cancel culture right now. You have to watch what you say. And she knew that this was a pure opportunity to get her out. All the people on the cast are black. So she's going to use this. And but what I don't like is why don't we have people in society that tell you when you wrong too? I understand how they getting on Erica, but nobody is saying Spice, she was wrong. You should have never brought up her child. She's taking out. She's taking her anger out on Erica for everybody that ever talked about her because she just did an episode where she was turning her skin, bleaching her skin and all that, yeah. saying nobody knew what she – so she's taking everything out on Erica. Everybody that ever called her any name, she's taking it out on Erica. Well, we thank you so it. much. We got someone else calling in, Drew. Thank you okay. so much. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Okay, Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Call back, call back. We ready for you, juror. Call on back. This is a spicy topic. Um, I have to agree with the last juror. Uh, I love my race. <coughs> I love being black. I, you know, I feel like dark-skinned women are beautiful. They have some of the best-looking skin. Uh, being dark is in. Light skin right now is played out. So, you know, uh, for me personally, I would have took that on the chin, and I'd have let Erica ass have it. You know what I mean? But you cannot throw stones and hide your hand. And that's what that's what a lot of people do nowadays. They throw stones and hide their hands. And it's like, come on now, you are not no saint. We all know you don't bring up nobody children. That is a very sensitive topic, especially when people have had issues with their parenting, with their child. It's public. She's tired of that. And so she went for the juggler. And I'm going to be honest with you. I have went for the juggler 
each and every time. Because if I don't disrespect you, please don't come over here disrespecting me. I'm not around this bitch like rule number 36. Oh, I shouldn't say that. I'm saying everything. I'm talking about your mama, your daddy, your kids, your granny. I'm talking about everything. If you come fucking with me, you're going to get it. You're going to get it. And this is why it is imperative that everybody needs to watch what they say. Because every action has a reaction. We call it, we got a caller. What's up, Jura? We're listening to you. How you feel about this topic? Tell us your verdict. There ain't no cheating and fighting, man. You're going to do whatever you can to win. There ain't Absolutely. no cheating and fighting. But another thing is, you got to keep in mind, man, when you're in the public eye, man, you got to be in control. You got to have some control. Because people would take something and run with it and like you said you'll get canceled right right and it is bad it is bad on the on her part to sign in with these uh edomites uh these hunkies but the truth of the matter is a lot of our people is monkeys man monkey see monkey do man they go along to get along man so mm. she, was, she was going along to get along with everybody else talking about her kids so yeah she a monkey you want to go along to get along with everybody else I don't see nothing wrong with you. You a monkey, you a monkey. Yeah, I mean, I have to agree, too. I mean, I feel like they're taking a situation about our history and about, you know, um, what monkey stands for, and they're they're mixing it with a whole completely different situation. Both of them was wrong. Both of them was wrong, and nobody is addressing her. The one that came for the kid is more. She's more wrong. Yeah, I believe so, too. Now, now people are saying that she didn't really say anything about her child. What she said to her was, that's why your son doesn't like you. But that is right. talking about your child, her child. Right. That's like, she, and she's talking about something that she don't even have true ears and out about. Yeah, she don't even know this lady relationship for real with her child. So she won't. Now, now, this I will say, uh, you know, what's in the heart of people will come out, you know. That's yeah. What the scripture out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks, so. Uh, Erica been thinking she was a, a monkey. <laughs> so that's, that was in the You know, I'm going to be know. honest with you. Spice is not an ugly lady, but I definitely see why she called her a monkey. If I was upset and mad, listen, the first thing a motherfucker do was want to call me fat. Uh, am I getting mad? Am I, oh, you fat shaming, you body shaming? No, guess what? That's how they feel. That's what they see. That's what it is. I can't get mad when we in, we're in war, like you said. We're in war. And you going to try to dictate what somebody say? No. Nah. You guys, you ain't no cheating. It ain't no cheating in war, but the 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 reality is, hey, all black people, especially if you got big lips, man, that's the first thing you're gonna run through. You're a monkey. Yeah, but you know we've been hearing these things forever, so for her to blow it up like she just was innocent, that's what pissed me off. And then they rallying all behind her as if she really was violated when she actually violated somebody. She violated man, somebody. She, yeah, she violated everybody. Yeah, ain't nobody talking about her getting up there dancing and. Uh, half naked and whatnot. That's the same thing. She monkey do, monkey see. Mm. Monkey see, monkey do. Never seen, Never seen it like that. Thank you so much, Drew, for calling in. We truly appreciate you. Y'all heard them. Y'all heard them. This was a great topic, but I'm here to let you know I am on Erica's side on here. I, I, that's my verdict. I'm team Erica. I'm telling you right now, if you got insecurities, I'm not the person to come fucking with. Because I'm going to bring the insecurities out. We got another juror on the line. What's up, juror? How you feel about this? Turn it down a little bit. Hello, juror? Hello, I wanted to say uh, that lady shouldn't have been calling her a monkey. Okay. Tell me how you feel. 
I feel that was very disrespectful, and even in the context of anger and frustration, she uh-huh. should answer that. All right. So, so do you think that people think about what they're gonna say when they're hurt? Do you think hurt people actually sit and think, "Hmm, is this the right thing to say? Should I say this? Should I not?" Do you think that's a time where people are conscious? Not at all. But that isn't an excuse. Just because you hurt, you don't have a reason to say something harmful to someone else. You got to be responsible as a mature individual. Okay. So have you ever said something hurtful to somebody before after they have violated you? 100%, but I'd be wrong for it. Okay. Well, we got to respect how you feel. We got to respect how you feel. We truly appreciate you for calling in. Thank you so much, Jura. No problem. Thank you. All right, y'all. Y'all heard it here. We have uh, two jurors that called in and said, hey, <laughs> Love and war. We got one juror that call in and say, regardless of the situation, if you've been hurt, somebody hurt you, or whatever the case may be, you got to be responsible for the things that you say. Me, personally, I'm here to tell you, when you go low, I'm going to hell. I'm going down there. I'm going to be down there high five, motherfuckers. Do you hear me? I'm going to talk about everything, okay? I'm going to go for the juggler. I'm going to hurt you with my words. I'm going to annihilate your ass. People already know. When you come fucking with me, be prepared for me to go low. Nah, if you ain't fucking with me, you don't got to worry about that. But you come fucking with me and my loved ones, oh, it's on. And that's the verdict. All right, y'all, we are moving right along because that was so good. That was so good. Allegedly is our next segment. Allegedly, we don't know if any of this shit is true, but we're going to talk about it. (laughs) Allegedly, a pastor's wife can't be human. What do I mean by that? Child, the internet went crazy. This lady right here, she's a first lady, okay? He's a pastor, and the people went nuts. They said... That now her and her husband are out of town. They're in another country. They're enjoying themselves. They're on a beach. Um, that was the content that I had uh, that I knew about. And so they uploaded this picture. Okay. Um, the people of the church are going crazy. They saying this is inappropriate. You know what? I'm not even gonna tell you what they said. I'm gonna just show you what the people didn't say. I'm gonna show you what the people didn't said because child, please. The people are saying, I find it hard to take these individuals seriously. There's no way she can be a pastor's wife in that outfit. It's far from modest. Blind leading the blind. Somebody else said, I was just thinking the same thing. Another person said, it is very sad how many of us think that's okay. And then we had somebody who really I have to agree with. He says, if it's about the outfit, you shouldn't be worried. In the Garden of Eden, they were all naked. Let me tell you something. I technically, when my fiance gets his own church, he is an ordained pastor, okay? Preacher. When he gets his own church, I will be what America calls a first lady, an elect lady. And I'm here to tell the people, the Christians right now, Y'all going to be mad each and every motherfucking time because I'm coming wearing what I want to wear. If my husband think it's okay, 
I'm wearing it. You motherfuckers do not dictate my household, what I do, and if I love God. What I put on does not tell you whether or not I love God. That's number one. If my husband says it's okay for me to wear, I'm going to wear. Y'all throw so many judgments on people, but y'all live a fucked up life. What was so wrong with what she was wearing with her husband? If her husband is in the picture with her, what makes you think you're able to speak on this woman? How is it hard for you to follow them when they're out of town on an island? What the fuck she's supposed to be in? She's supposed to be wrapped like a Muslim? I'm not understanding y'all. Y'all be tripping me out, but y'all be fucking people. Husbands, y'all go to church on Sunday. Y'all can quote all of the goddamn Bible scriptures, but fucking somebody husband. Do God know that? Yeah, God know that. Okay? You ain't been a parent to your daughter. You call your daughters bitches and hoes, put them out. You talk about everybody. You a busybody. Do that mean, what do that mean about you? Right? We got to watch the things that we say. We got to watch the things that we put out there. How is her dressing like this dictating whether or not her and her husband are good leaders? What's wrong with the outfit? She's not showing any ass. Okay? What's the problem? And most importantly, her husband is right there by her. I'm here to let y'all know right now, child. I just want to let y'all know right now. Y'all going to be mad. <laughs> y'all going to be mad at me, baby. Because my husband like me to be sexy. My husband like for me to be sexy, honey. Okay? A sexy but appropriate. Okay? And we didn't already had this discussion. And if my man say it's deemed to be worn, I don't give a shit what y'all say. Because I follow him. And he follows the Lord. I don't follow y'all. Y'all don't dictate what I wear. Okay? God say, come as you are. Okay? It's about your heart and it's about your actions. And as long as I'm following his statutes and his commandments, his rules, fuck what y'all talking about. All right, I got somebody calling in. We got another juror calling in. Let's talk about it, man, because this, this be crazy. This be crazy. Here we go. Hello, juror. Please tell us your thoughts on this. Well, we thank you for the work that you're doing and society young lady thank you but uh let's say this we talking about the christian church yes we are and the christian church put a lot of emphasis on how people dress yeah and particularly the pastor mm -hmm. and so the people have a right to be mad because when a pastor is preaching from the pulpit about clothing and what people should be wearing Mm -hmm. And then the people that's following got a right to be mad. Okay. Okay. And what a lot of people fail to realize, young lady, is that yes, in the garden they was naked, but that was before sin. After sin came into the garden, the scripture says that God covered them up. Okay. And when you read Ezekiel chapter 16 and Ezekiel chapter 23, it talks about how God came and found them naked. And he covered them up because he didn't want nobody to look upon their nakedness. Okay. Now, that's why it's important for people to realize the Hebrew way. The Hebrew way is totally different from the Christian way. Please explain to us. A lot of people don't know what mm -hmm. Hebrews are, so please explain. The black man and the black woman is Hebrews. Okay? Okay. And as Hebrews, there's a certain way we got to carry ourselves and covering up is one of the ways we have to do it. Okay. Because we're not like the world. 
Now, what a man does with his wife and what he okay with his wife is nobody else's business but that man. He got to ask for that, not the world. Absolutely. And so if he says, all right, for her to wear that, then it's okay. But Especially on a vacation. This is not just her walking around. They on a vacation. Correct. You have to wear swimsuits. You have to wear this and that and the other on the island, on the beach. Yeah. But this is a problem if she was wearing this into the sanctuary, which is being holy. Yeah, but she's not. This is specifically, right. she wore this right. on an island. Right, right, right. So that's what I'm saying, though. That's why Christianity is full of hypocrites. Mm-hmm. Because if you own the island, you're going to wear what's appropriate for the island. Absolutely. She was, she was not in church. She was not at a holy convocation. Right. She was not at the... Uh, a holy uh, conference. Right. Uh, or revival. Exactly. But she was out there on the beat. Mm-hmm. But knowing the people that you are leading, knowing the people that are following you, he would have been better off not posting this mm. and just going and doing here what they want to do and enjoy themselves and not putting it out for people to talk about because you in a place where you held to a higher standard, even though the people may be living city. They still expect their leadership to hold up a higher standard. And this is what the scripture teaches. Now, let me ask you something, Jira. Let me ask you something. Knowing the situation, knowing all of the information, knowing that they're out of town, they're on an island, he's with his wife. He clearly has deemed this okay. She's not showing much. It's not not bad to be on an hot-ass island. Knowing all of this, is this deemed worthy for someone to say that it's hard to take these individuals seriously or that the blind leading the blind or that this is sad and not okay? Is this really worthy of that? Uh, yes, in the Christian church. That's oh. why I say it's different from a Christian church and being a Hebrew. In the Christian church, they got own women for being pregnant at an early age. They got own women for not wearing dresses. They got own women for showing their cleavage. They got on women, and this is what the pastor's preaching, and he's a pastor in the Christian church. Mm-hmm. So people looking at him like, how can I take you serious? You getting up on the pulpit telling us not to dress this way, telling us this how we should dress. Uh, I, uh, I can't think of the one from the name that was uh, married to that woman that was in Hollywood uh, that played on Harlem. This is the problem he ran into. Oh, Megan Good, Megan Good. Megan Good, right, right. Megan Good, he ran into the same problem. His people looking at him like, you telling us to be one way, and you telling our daughters to be one way, but you got a woman that's totally opposite. This is the problem in the Christian church. There's too many hypocrites in the Christian church. But when you come over into the truth, into the Hebrew way, there's no type of stipulations that's put on you like that because we teach it nothing but the truth. Amen. We thank you so much, Jura, for calling in and giving us that understanding. I understand it a little bit better now. So thank you so much for that. We appreciate you. Call on in, y'all, 313-753-2696. Let me know what your thoughts is. Call on in. Let me know what your thoughts is. 313-753-2696. The question of the day is, allegedly, a pastor's wife can't be human. You know, just because you're a pastor's wife, they don't want you to even live. I mean, you have to be completely perfect, and nobody on this earth is perfect. The only person that's perfect is Jesus, and he ain't came back yet. I mean, to me, this, man, 
Y'all Christians definitely be Christianin', okay? We moving right along. Oh, this is so great. Allegedly, two-parent households are increasing. I don't know if this true, but that's what they saying, okay? They saying allegedly the number of children growing up with two parents has increased to 70% for the first time in 30 years. That's something to clap about. That's something to clap about. I'm so excited. And to see black a black family as the staple child for this statement, this is great because we hear so much negativity about the black household and how the black man left and how the, you know, the, the households have been broken up and how the children are growing up without a father and without a mother. But they're saying that the number of children growing up with two parents has increased. And I'm so happy. I don't know if this is true or not, but I'm so happy to hear this because let me tell you something. Every child needs their mother and their father. Every single child needs their mother and their father. And the parent that's not there, that's the parent that that child wants the most. It's not that they don't love the parent that they have. It's that they're missing something. They're missing a void. They're, they have a void. They're missing a part of them. They want to know, why is that parent not in my life? What is it about me where my parent doesn't want to be with me? He doesn't want to fight for me. She doesn't want to fight for me. It is heartbreaking for the child. It is so heartbreaking. And even if you and the mom or you and the father do not work, that does not mean that you can't still be in their life. A lot of times when those relationships don't work, the parents walk away from the child. And that is the most saddest, heartbreaking, disappointing, and concerning thing to ever see. And nobody wins, especially the children. The children are the ones that's hurt. The children are the ones that have so many issues as they grow up. Yeah, they're with that parent, and so they have to act like they don't care about the other parent because your mom is talking about that parent or the father is talking about that mom, and so you don't want to seem like a traitor. But what kind of parent actually puts you in that predicament? It's so fucked up because you love both of your parents. It's no getting around that. You want both of your parents. You want to see mom and dad loving on each other. These are your first idols. These are your, the first people who um, who show you uh, what a relationship is about, okay? These are the first people who show you what love is supposed to be about, what it looks like to have a successful household. And when they are unable and incapable of doing that, it's heartbreaking. It sets your life up for what's to come, okay? And for a lot of times, young girls not having their fathers in their house, it's the saddest shit ever. My fiancé talks about this in his book, Alpha Diaries, where he talks about fathers. Show a care for your daughters. So many of us, us, me, I've been there. So many of us have looked for love in men who did not deserve us, who was not worthy of our bodies because we were yearning for that love from our fathers. We were yearning for it. So many of us have seen our fathers chase women but didn't think enough of us to chase us. That's hurtful. It's so very hurtful, right? And so it sets us up on this path of destruction because now you don't know what to look for in a man. You've never had a man in your life to teach you what's important, to teach you how to be loved, to be there for you. So now you continuously continue to make these mistakes, picking and choosing these men who don't mean you any good because you didn't have your father. 
And you're just looking for that love. You just want to be loved. You just want to be protected. You just want to be acknowledged, right? So I'm so happy to see this and vice versa. Men need their mothers. That's a lot of mothers that have walked out on their children as well. Super sad. No child should be raised without their mother, the nurturing of their mother. Mothers are everything in the black household. They're everything. And I want to say kudos to the mothers who step up and be the mom and the dad. They have to deal with so much. There isn't any rules on how to um, parent a child. They're going through life by trial and error. A lot of our parents didn't have parents. A lot of their parents didn't have parents. So they're fucked up, right? They're fucked up and they fuck us up. And it's up to us to stop this continuous perpetuating cycle of hurt, of trauma, okay? But it's hard sometimes when you don't have those tools, you don't have those resources, you don't have that love, you don't know where to start. It's tough. So I'm so happy to see that the number of children are growing up with two parents has increased by 70%. Now they say, I just got some new information, okay? They say the percentage is around 35% for blacks, and around 70% for Hispanics and 80% for whites. They say today, 37% of black children are living in a home headed by their own two biological parents. 48% are living in a home headed by a single parent. And 4% are living in a step family with one biological parent and one non-biological parent. Okay? So things are getting better. And I, and I, and I actually believe that because... I have been blessed to be around some very prolific, responsible men who have chosen to break the cycle. They have chosen, their father wasn't there, their mother may not have been there, but they said they'd be damned if they're going to allow their children to grow up without a father. So what that they didn't work out with the mother? They're still going to make sure to foster a good relationship with her and continue to have that time with their children, even though they're not with them. And I salute all of you. I salute you all. I salute you all. And these are young men. Some of the old, older men couldn't get it right, but these young men, they're choosing life. They're choosing happiness. They're choosing prosperity. And I'm proud of my black men. I'm proud that you are breaking the chain. I'm so proud. This is something to be happy about, you guys. This is something so, so good to be happy about. Let me tell y'all something before we get out of here. Y'all know that because I am with a preacher, I got to talk about God. <laughs> it, it, it would be, I would be remiss to have a podcast and leave God out of it. And I'm his first lady. I'm his elect lady. So let me just tell y'all right now, Sirach chapter 7, verses 23 through 25. It says, has thou children? Instruct them and bow down their neck for their youth. 24 says, how has thou daughters? Have a care of their body and sue not themselves cheerful towards them. 25 say, marry thy daughter, and so shalt thou have performed a weighty matter, but give her to a man of understanding. So many of our fathers have failed us. They have failed us. They have not raised us to be the quality woman that, that, is, that a man is looking for. 
They have not raised, they have not given us over to a man of understanding. So many mothers have failed us. They have not raised or, or, or given the resources to a son to be a man of understanding. The father has not taught that man anything. So now us women are getting with these men and neither of us know shit. We just hurting each other, going through trials and tribulations together, steady having traumas, right? But the Bible says that the parents are supposed to step in. They're supposed to have a care over their children. And I'm just happy to see that shit is changing. Shit is changing. Hey, listen, if you was brought up in a fucked up household, if you've ever felt abandonment, if you have issues due to parenting, the best advice I can give to you, pray about it and go see a specialist, okay? You got to go see somebody because some of these traumas are so gut-wrenching. Some of these traumas are so hard to get over that it literally creates depression, anxiety, it creates so, you wonder why you behaving in this magnitude and it, it be coming from s- some things that happened in your past that you didn't even think about, but it's coming out unconsciously. You wonder why you are the way that you are because your parents fucked you up. They fucked you up. I, don't, I mean, <laughs> that's just what it is. And in order to function in life, in order to forgive and really love them and, and, and just let those things go, you have to keep God there because if God can forgive you who are you not to forgive your parents who are you they love you you know they love you right they might not have the type of resources that they need to be that parent that you wanted them to be but you know they love you right so we got to forgive and that's gonna start with God after you forgive you're gonna need to learn how to navigate through those relationships right because you're human So you got to go to therapy. You got to talk to somebody. You got to get some tools to learn how to deal with them, to learn how to talk to them, to learn how to not be angry, how to not be bitter, how to not have hatred, how to not feel abandoned, right? We get it over here at The Verdict. But I'm here to say things are changing. Stay positive. And that's The Verdict. All right, y'all. Woo! Okay. Here is my question. Allegedly, people are not asking the right questions. Allegedly, people are not asking the right questions. Well, what do I mean by that? Y'all be on some bullshit. Y'all meet somebody, sweetheart. Y'all meet somebody, y'all want to ask dumb shit. What's your favorite color? What you like to eat? How big is your dick? Do you eat booty? Like, come the fuck on, okay? You ask those questions after. (laughs) You ask the motherfucker some real shit. Do you believe in God? I want to know that right now. That'll be my first question. So who you believe in? What's your religion? Oh, no, I don't do none of that religious shit. Skr, skr, I'm out of there. I'm out of there. Soon as a motherfucker tell me, oh, I'm atheist. Hey, cancel that order. I'm the fuck up out of here. I don't play with that. Okay? I don't give a fuck what you got. If you not connected to the most high, the most high is the last person you think about in your day. You think you didn't did all this shit? You think you so fabulous that you didn't did all this? I'm out of there, okay? That's my first question. I want to ask that. Second question, what's your credit score like? Because, <laughs> baby, never forget I was married to a bum. I ain't going to lie. He tricked me. I was married to a bum. Motherfucker one paying his child support on his one child, okay? Never forget that. Was in the rear. 
because we marry and file joint on our taxes, guess what happened? They took my money for his child support. Oh, yeah, I need to know. What's your credit score? Uh, is you in the rear? Do you pay child support? How many children do you have? What you got in your bank account? What's your plans for the future? Where do you see yourself in five years? Is there any retardation in your family? What kind of diseases do y'all suffer from? Just in case I want to have a kid by you. I need to know these things. Is there some underlining health issues that you may have, sir? Yeah, I'm asking the real questions. We can ask all that other stupid shit later. I got some real questions for you. And then, and only then, are we going to move forward? Y'all don't be asking the right questions. Y'all want to know what's your favorite movie? That shit is irrelevant. That shit is irrelevant. If he's not following God, I don't give a damn what his favorite movie is. Shit is irrelevant if he ain't doing for his children. I don't want no man who got children and ain't taking care of them. It, that's a, it's a no for me. It's a boo for me. Boo. I don't want you that bad. I don't want you that bad. I don't want you that bad where I just got you all to myself, but you ain't taking care of your kids. I don't want you that bad because a man that take care of his children, he going to be blessed. And a man who doesn't take care of his children, y'all going to have issues. That man is going to bring issues in y'all life. You better believe that. You better believe that. I'm talking from experience. See, when I was young, I did young things. But see, I'm an adult now. I'm wiser. I'm better. I'm smarter. And I'm more spiritually connected to Yah. And because I'm more spiritually connected to Yah, I walk in that. My actions are going to show that. So I can't keep making the same mistakes that I made, right? So I'm asking the real questions. What kind of questions are you asking, folks? On your first date, 313-753-2696. What is you asking? Are you asking an important things? It's really important to find out what type of illnesses and diseases do your family carry? All y'all got a history of cancer? All y'all got a history of diabetes? All of y'all that fell out from cardiac arrest? All of y'all got alopecia? Oh, hell no. <laughs> oh, hell no. Count me out, sir. I don't want all of y'all got a midget. Y'all got that midget gene. Oh, baby, I don't want my baby to be no midget. Oh, no, nah, baby, you call me shallow. You call me whatever you want to call me. But I'm going to do the work. I'm going to ask the questions. Y'all should be asking these questions before y'all get these me and y'all bodies. All right, we got a caller on the line. We, I love a good juror. I love a good juror, y'all. Let's hear what they saying. Hey, juror, speak your mind. You ask, you gotta ask the right question. Two main questions I ask is, do you got all your teeth? <laughs> now, why you ask that? That's funny. If you don't got all your teeth, you don't take care of yourself. Okay. And everything that come out of your mouth is full of shit. <laughs> okay, I like that. What else you ask? What's your second question? My second question: Let me see your wrist and let me see your ankle. <laughs> what? Now, why are you asking to see women's wrist and ankles? So that's showing what we hold in a future. You say if your ankles fat, we in trouble. We in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> now, 
Don't you think that's a bit shallow? Oh my God, that is hilarious. Hey, listen, those are his first, those are his first questions, and I ain't mad at him. Everybody got the right to ask what they want to ask on a date. But I'm gonna tell you something right now. Asking shit like, what's your favorite color? That ain't gonna get you nowhere, sis. It ain't gonna get you nowhere. You need to be asking a man, when is the last time you had a physical? See, y'all don't want to ask that, and y'all wonder why y'all keep getting BV. Because you ain't, you ain't, that man ain't went to no doctor. You ain't seen his, his doctor history, his medical history. You don't know what's going on. You don't know what's going on. Hey, man, we're moving on to our last subject of tonight. Now, this subject is very controversial. This is called judge and jury. You already know what it is. I am the judge and you are my juror, okay? I am the judge and you are my juror and it's about to get real heavy. Here's the question. Is it wrong for a man to have standards, his preferences, qualities, and boundaries? Some people feel like when a man speaks about what it is he wants, what type he prefers, what he's willing to accept in his life, they come down hard on them. They say it's not right, you're being shallow. But so many women are telling men, if you don't got this, 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 and that, I ain't dealing with you. I I ain't looking for a nigga that got potential. You already got to come right. But when a man say it, people be a little upset. I'm going to let y'all hear what I'm talking about. Listen to this. I'm looking at like your jewelry. I'm looking at your car. I'm looking at what you do. If you didn't have a man that before you that saw the potential in you, loved you, and 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 didn't buy you anything, no, no jewelry. You ain't got no no Cartier. You ain't got no Rolex. You ain't got no the Van Cleef. You ain't got no bust down. You ain't got nothing. That means that the man before you either didn't have no money or that nigga didn't love you. He didn't see the potential in you, and I don't want you. If you didn't have a man that that seen the potential in you, that was ready to invest in you, you ain't the one for me because that means ain't nothing special about you. Ain't nothing special about you. I got to judge you off the, the last man you dealt with because if the last man didn't love you or he was broke, that means you got a you, you, you gotta poor taste in men. And I'm not going to be your come up. I'm not going to be the man that came and saved your life. I'm not going to be Captain Save a Ho. Hell no. Nah. I need women that's already ready, that's already got the right qualities in them, that the last man seen potential and they, he just fucked up. And I just and I just picked up another man's trash. And that's my treasure now. Do my homework on women. I'm looking at like your jewelry. I'm looking at your car. I'm looking at what you do. If you ain't have. What's y'all verdict? What is your verdict? Do you think this man out of his everlasting goddamn mind? Do you think he's shallow? Do you think he has he has lost it? Is he wrong in how he feels? What is your verdict? Now, I just want to say that I can see where he's coming from, okay? However, even though it's his truth, it may not be the truth. Now, let me just tell you what I what what I mean by that. If I was a man, I would feel exactly like him. Okay? I would feel like, "Hey, listen, if your last person didn't see no potential in you, if all the niggas you've been with didn't find you special enough to do for you, marry you, stay with you, uh, I might not want to deal with you, right? And if it's the simple case that they didn't have it because they was broke, uh, I might be looking at you like, mm, what's your decision-making skills like, right? 
it's definitely a red flag for me. So I understand where he's coming from. Now, the fact that he uses materialistic things to be the reason why he feels like a woman may be trash or garbage or not worthy because her last man didn't buy her certain things, that's a little childish in my book, right? However, overall, I kind of see where he's coming from. Now, there are people who are going to argue there are many women who have been tricked. They have had men who came off as if they were something and they had it together, but they wasn't. And just because he didn't value you, just because he wasn't smart enough or had the discernment from God to know that you were a good woman doesn't mean that you're not a good woman, right? You just haven't met the right man to lead you and show you the way. That's what some people will argue. But me personally, I feel like how he feel. When I meet a man, I want to know about your past. I want to know how, what happened in your last relationship. I want to know how your woman look. I want to know what was the dynamics. I want to know what's up, right? And from there, I do my deciding on whether or not I'm going to deal with you. Because it's too late in the game for me to be dealing with a man that just has potential. I need a man and I have a man that came to me already stable, already working in his purpose, already grinding, already had the bare necessities, a place to stay, his own car, his own job. Those are bare necessities, right? And so if I get with somebody and they don't have these things, yeah, I am looking at them sideways. I am looking like, oof, right? Oof. So all your women been hood rats? You done dealt with 22 hood rats. Yeah, I don't want to be with you because me and you not even the same. We not, you, you done stumbled up on me. I, I, and that's kind of what he's saying. He's saying like, hey, you been with all these niggas? Your last nigga didn't think enough of you to do nothing for you? Yeah, I probably don't want to deal with you because what? Now, like I said, there are some people that's going to argue those people just could have been immature. Those people just could not have seen the diamond in the rough. That doesn't mean that she's not a good woman. That doesn't mean that she's not a quality woman. That doesn't mean that she wouldn't be a, a good help meet for someone because the last fool didn't see her potential. Some people will argue that. I want to know what's your verdict. 313-753-2696. If you're just joining us, listen to what the man had to say one more time before we get out of here. One more time. Call on I'm in. looking at, like, your jewelry. I'm looking at your car. I'm looking at what you do. If you didn't have a man that before you that saw the potential in you, loved you, and then... And didn't buy you anything, no, no jewelry. You ain't got no no Cartier. You ain't got no Rolex. You ain't got no the Van Cleef. You ain't got no bust down. You ain't got nothing. That means that the man before you either didn't have no money or that nigga didn't love you. He didn't see the potential in you. And I don't want you. If you didn't have a man that, that seen the potential in you, that was ready to invest in you, you ain't the one for me because that means ain't nothing special about you. Ain't nothing special about you. I got to judge you off the, the last man you dealt with because if the last man didn't love you or he was broke, that means you got a you, you, you gotta poor taste in men. And I'm not going to be your come up. I'm not going to be the man that came and saved your life. I'm not going to be Captain Save a Hoe. Hell no. Nah. 
I need women that's already ready, that's already got the right qualities in them, that the last man seen potential and they, he just fucked up. And I just and I just picked up another man's trash. And that's my treasure now. Do my homework on women. I'm looking at like your jewelry. I'm looking at your car. I'm looking at what you do. If you ain't have. I ain't gonna lie. I understand exactly where he coming from. A little shallow uh, in the way that he presented it. But overall, everybody has the right to have their own preferences. Some men don't like fat women. Some men don't like dark-skinned women. Some men don't like bald-haired women. That's their preference. We got a caller on the line. They want to tell us about what's their verdict. All right, Jura, tell us what's your verdict. How you feel? Man, you got to have that third eye to realize the agenda that he's pushing. Okay. It's all right for, it's all right for a man to have his standards. It's all right for a man to have his preference. Okay. But you pay attention to the last part of what he said. He I'm looking at like the jewelry. I'm looking at him. Okay. And then he proceeded and said, there's nothing special about you based off of how the last man treated you. Okay. And that's wrong. It's okay for him to have his own preference, but for him to make a blanket, blanket, blanket statement okay. saying there's nothing special about you because of your last man that you was with before me, that's, that's wrong. Okay. You can't you can't you can't base somebody's uh, disposition in life off the last man they was with because then he contradicts himself and say at one point you say well he must have, he must have know he had a gym so would you proceed as trash to come out on my treasure so what is it yeah this dude is confused he's Babylon right now okay and you gotta you gotta be careful with men like this. All right, there's nothing wrong having your preference. There's nothing wrong having your understanding, but he's throwing out a bunch of confusion. And if you're very spiritual, you can see how he's going back and forth in his argument, going back and forth, causing nothing but confusion. Okay, so if you had to restate what he needs to be saying, how would you reword this? He should. This, this is exactly what you should say. Okay, I'm, I judge people off their relationship right before me. And if I don't see what I want to see off the relationship that you have before me, my preference is this and that and the other. I'm not accepting you. That don't mean you're not a good woman. You're just not a good woman for me because I'm going off your previous relationship before me. Okay. That's how you said it put it. Now, have you ever judged somebody based off their previous relationship? And be honest, don't lie, Jer. <laughs> yes, I have. But, but I did not let that stop me because you never know what a person may be because of the past relationship that they was in. They might they might jump in that relationship for security. And a lot of women jump in relationships because of security. They want to be secure. Okay. Even though it may not be the right um situation that they ought to be in. And if women would call in onto uh, this podcast and tell the truth, they'll tell you, yeah, the last person I was with, I, you know, I was getting myself together. I, I got a good job. I, I'm where I was at, but the truth of the matter is I was secure. He brought me security. I was safe. I was safe there. Okay. Even though he didn't do for me, even though he didn't give me the world, but I was safe there. I knew he wouldn't cheat on me. I knew he wouldn't put his hands on me, but he didn't do for me. So that means, tell me, because he didn't do for you, but you were safe, that means you garbage, you're not special. That's mm. not the case. But let me ask you something. What do you think about a woman who is with a man and happy with a man who does not do anything for her? Listen, that's why uh, I think you said your fiance published a book called Alpha Diaries. I've been reading it, man. That's why men and women need to go get that book. That's right. Okay? They need to go get that book. I've been reading it, and uh, tell your man, uh, good job, because he's putting out truth, right? Uh-huh. But 
if you read, I think it's the second chapter talking about when a woman maintains a man, she's not happy. She's not happy. She may be there because it's comfortable, but she's not really happy. And eventually she will leave because her pregnancy will kick in. Absolutely. I agree 100%. I agree 100%. Well, we thank you so much, Jura, for calling in. We appreciate tonight all of the jurors that have called in because you guys have helped me with the verdict. You know, I am the type of person that even if I don't agree with you, I'm able to see um, your perspective. And this is a podcast where we are going to be respectful to other people's perspective because everyone can bring something to the to the discussion. And when you're when you're wise, you're able to even if you don't agree, you're able to step outside of your little foot foot and you're able to step into somebody else's shoe and see where they're coming from. And I actually happen to understand where he's coming from. I may not agree with him um, completely, but I understand where he's coming from, where you are, where it, it wasn't responsible for this man to make the statement and have a blanket statement to say, because no one hasn't bought you materialistic things that you are not worthy. Right. I understand that. But what I saw the 10% of what I do agree with from what the man was saying is basically he doesn't want to, he, he's not in a place in his life where he's trying to be a captain saver hoe. He wants a woman who just like many women want a man that comes already together, already whole. He's not interested anymore of dealing with a woman who, you know, doesn't come like that. And, and I, unfortunately he's basing how, how, who you are based off of your last relationship, which a lot of times is immature, right? Because we grow, we mature, we learn things and we become better and we become wiser. So I definitely appreciate the juror for calling in. Uh, I need you guys to tell me more about how you feel in the comments. We have come to the end of the verdict. Now, you guys have an opportunity to ask me whatever you want to ask me. You never do. But just in case you wanted to, please do so. You heard that juror talk about my man's book. It is out in Barnes & Noble as well as on Amazon. It is ready for you guys to go pick up a copy. It's only $20, and it is changing relationships and families and people all over the world. We are selling out in the U.K., I'm super excited. We have a 4.9 star review. Uh, the book is great. It, it's nothing that I can say bad about this book. This book is engulfed in God and scripture. Um, it's engulfed in years of relationship studies. It's engulfed in years of experience. And it's ready for the world. This is a new book. And it is out for you to receive. If you guys want a sponsorship opportunity, they are available. All you have to do is call me and your business or organization, product, or company can be sponsored right here where we talk about it and let the audience and the viewers know about who you are and what you have to offer. This Thursday, tomorrow, I will be one of your comedians at the Real Friends of Comedy Show with a very funny man and my comedy friend, Mr. Mike Chase. Come on out and support us. We are at the music hall tomorrow, okay? Tomorrow, tomorrow. Hey, listen, we have come to the end of the verdict. I'm so happy to see you guys. I'm so happy that you guys called in. I have been nominated for the best new podcast.
podcast. And on October the 5th or the 6th, I believe it's a Friday, uh, we're going to see if I win this. I'm going to the Scars, you guys, and I will be in attendance. I'm ready to win my title of being the best new podcast. I've put in blood, sweat, and tears, everything done by a black girl. Thank you guys so much for supporting me and being there for myself as well as my fiance. We thank you guys so, so, so much. You already know what it is. It's another episode of The Verdict. When the judge is in, the verdict is out. Until next time, I want you guys to... Have a good day. And don't be a weird asshole. Confident women don't hate. Remember that. See y'all.